There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. That, my friends, is uh, by Terence Fletcher in the movie Whiplash, played by J.K. Simmons. A really good movie. Um, I just watched it, true story. <laughs> yeah, and um, after watching that movie, I had an idea. Hey, why not uh, make a podcast out of just this line, or just this this phrase? I should say, "Good job." It's not even a complete phrase. These are just two words which are spoken to um, any person who does a good job. But you know, when you say "good job," it's like. It was good, but you could have done better, right? And the person who receives that compliment says, "Yeah, I think I did better," and just you know goes off. You know, Terence Fletcher also said this in the movie. He says, "I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that's an absolute necessity." He says, "Pushing people." Beyond their limits is an absolute necessity. But let's keep that thought in mind, and I'll lead you through my topic for today. So, my topic for today is a, a footnote I left last uh, week. Yes, it's been exactly. Seven days since uh, the podcast, and as I said in my last few words, I'll be seeing you guys next week. And wow, I am actually coming here next week. I mean, recording next week. And this is today. Okay. Um. So I said that the two most important days of your life. It's the day you were born, and the day you find out why. Mark Twain, quote unquote. On that thought, I will continue. Our sense of the future matters. We need vision and purpose for our lives in the future. Otherwise, we will be shaped and controlled by our past. Ecclesiastes. Chapter three, verse eleven. I'm reading the amplified version. It says, "He has made everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's heart and minds, a divinely implanted sense of purpose, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet, so that man cannot find out." What God has done from the beginning to the end. The scripture, which which I just read, says there is a sense of purpose that that God has planted in each and every one of us, and we can't separate ourselves from it. Your purpose in life is an important part of who you are. It gives you meaning and helps you understand why you are here. I call our 
divinely implanted purpose of seed of uh, i call it seed of destiny it is the beginning of who we are destined to become the influence we are to destined to have and the dreams we are destined to fulfill it is not full grown yet it is just a seed it is our job to water it fertilize it and grow it if we if we try to fight against uh, or deny our purpose we will end up fighting who we are and who god made us to be as you can imagine this is tiring we become weaker and more tired when we fight against what god wants for us what seeds of destiny has god planted in your life what impact does god want you to make with your life how does he want you to contribute to making the bay area a better place how could he use your experiences strengths and weaknesses to help someone else have hope our purpose can't be just to find a church or be part of a community of faith our destiny is more than that and our church today is aging group of less than 250 members not the most inspiring statistic yeah that's why we believe in being more than a church we believe in changing lives and building something for the next generation and generations after that now when i say we believe in being more than a church it's i'm mentioning the whole christian community that's how we should be telling the whole christian community should be coming forward not to as we say spread word in a way that is just selfish for the church but out of the good samaritan heart that we believe in changing lives for good for the generations to come right one religious mindset that many of us grew up is church is about me we think we go to church for ourselves to talk about how we are doing or to get some help for our lives the problem is too many of us don't understand that god's plan is so much more than that god's plan is much more than the church attendance it's about changing lives raising up future leaders and influencers to change the world we live in numbers chapter 13 verses 1 to 3 i'm reading the niv version here the lord said to moses send some men to check out the land of canaan and giving it to the israelites send one leader from each of israel's tribes so moses sent them out from the desert of paran he sent them as the lord had commanded all of them were leaders of the israelites why didn't god just send moses to go ahead in this passage god is directing leaders to go out for the first time this is a new generation new generation of leaders not moses or his peers 
to give you perspective of what just I read is we have a scenario where we have Moses a well-known leader okay who God is leading through that is the Israelites now God is using Moses as a leader to lead the Israelites but then in this passage what I just read to you it's he the God God is saying to Moses to send some men to check out the land of Canaan he says send one leader from each of Israel's tribes now what he's doing here is he's motivating Moses not to send himself but to gather up the leaders of all the tribes the new generation the future of Israel to go ahead so he's pushing he is pushing them now I think Moses would have thought the same thing as Terence Fletcher I think Moses would have said as an afterthought I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them I believe that's an absolute necessity which God from time to time reminds us through his scriptures and the people who he worked through that he pushed them in the limits of of work but th- but then you see how it was never beyond the limits though it felt like it that god has pushed them beyond the limits and i don't think they can pull this off but they did and that's what we read in the bible today i think that's how life works for all of us right moving on So as I said, why did God why didn't God just send Moses to go ahead? In this passage God is directing leaders to go out for the first time. This is a new generation of leaders not Moses or his peers, right? God is interested in our future, not our past. He is always looking to build something inspiring for our children and our grandchildren. God is looking far beyond our temporary and momentary troubles and wants to use our lives to create something that will la- that will last generation after generation numbers chapter 13 verses 23 and 26 says like this verse 23 says when they reached the valley of eshkol they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes two of them were carried into on a pole between them along with some pomegranates and figs verse 26 says they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran they were reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land when these new leaders came back the fruit they carried was massive they found so much prosperity this confirmed god's plan about the future and the possibilities he wanted he wanted to give the israelites in the new land he was giving them the israelites now had evidence to show that god was right and that he would deliver what he promised 
God does the same for us all the time. In the land we live in here in the Bay Area, but we often don't see it that way. Numbers chapter 13 verse 27 to 29 says, They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here it's fruit, but the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and are very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amakalites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Well, my country was like country, as like a Russian. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Israelites had evidence that God was true to his word and would do what he promised. But notice their attitude. Hear what God did. Here's how God delivered on his promise. But here's how we see it. There's emotions, fears, in insecurities clouded their ability to see what God was doing. Ask yourself, why did God choose you to live in the city you live in? Why you are at the company, the school, or the neighborhood you live in? Do you see your life with faith and confidence that God intended for you to be just where you are in order to make a difference? Just like the Israelites, God will guide us to where He wants us to be to help us fulfill the destiny we are meant to fulfill. To give you guys more perspectives, you know, Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians for many years now. When I say many, many years. Just like how India was ruled by the British. But then even more bad. A hundredfold more bad than how Indians were treated. Now, Israelites are in a position where they have been freed by the person I called Moses, the leader. And God used also Moses, but also these new generation leaders as well. What happened here was they were pushed. They were pushed like an eagle. Mother pushes her baby to fly. Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 says then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it but the men who had gone up with him said we can't attack those people they are stronger than we are and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored they said the land we explored devours those living in it Should read this verse very carefully. Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. A line says, We can't attack those people, they are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report. Now, these people who went and saw a place where they want that place to be occupied. What happened was they saw people who were much stronger than them. So Israelites are finding some people more stronger than them. But then you see the next line says they spread among the Israelites a bad report. 
versions it says an evil report what is this report i mean they just said what they saw they are powerful i mean literally i mean look at them they're big they're strong and they are these guys are puny i mean these guys were slaves for and 200 years 300 years 400 years and they're right they were they were weak but then god says it's a bad report you know what you say is an evil report why is it is it an evil report because you are not weak when you when god is with you when when you say that you are weak what you're doing there is you're lying to yourself my friends do not lie to yourself when you say that we that i am weak that is a lie you speak to yourself because that's a bad report just like these lights they're telling to themselves interesting thought huh these lights fears and emotions dominated them and the problem with fear is that it spreads the fear wasn't based on fact and the land actually devoured people there would be no one living in it and the 12 scouts wouldn't have made it back alive we also learned that these lights were consumed with how they looked to people they were convinced they looked like grasshoppers to the people around them they weren't concerned with how they looked to god these lights developed what i call a grasshopper complex grasshoppers are fearful they jump at the first sign of change and they are fragile these are some thoughts uh, characteristic of someone with a grasshopper complex firstly he might say i'm too weak to make a difference i am too sinful to influence the giants in our city i'm too insignificant in my own eyes and i'm irrelevant in the eyes of others i ca- i can't lead i'm just trying to survive notice in all these lines there is no god or trust in the word of god in any of these thoughts these aren't even facts in any of these thoughts only fear and emotions right they are subjective in the above passage the israelites were no longer thinking about god or his promise to lead them into a greater future and possibilities all they could think was of themselves in what areas of your life have you started to give in to fear do you relate to any of these grasshopper complex thoughts identifying these fears is the first step to changing them and believing again in god's in god's destiny for our lives only two of these lights understood that what god was doing where god was leading them and the future ahead of them caleb and joshua were wholehearted they were holding nothing back from god if you read numbers chapter 14 verse 6 to 11 joshua son of nun and caleb son of japhne who were among those who had explored the land to their clothes and said to the entire israelite assembly the land we passed through and explored is is exceedingly good if the lord is pleased with us he will lead us into the land a land flowing with milk and honey and it will give to us only do not rebel against the lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land 
because we want to devour them their, their protection is gone but the lord is with us do not be afraid of them now we see two of these two young lads Caleb and Joshua so there were 12 um leaders okay 12 young kids who went to explore the land right now the 10 people said oh my god they are too powerful yo we are too weak i mean look at us we are just we're puny but then these two lads they said that god will lead us through do not be afraid of them see in the midst of all these emotions joshua and caleb still held their convictions they did not worry about how the people felt about them they were just focused on the god and the great place he had planned for them sometimes in all of our emotions we forget about god and the promises he makes for our future the moment we give in to our fear doubt and cynicism and insecurity we cannot be wholehearted do you know the land that god has called you to live in explore and win over the bay area is a pretty incredible place and if god has chosen you to live here he must have a pretty incredible plan for you too numbers chapter 14 verse 24 says but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly i will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it you see god saw Caleb's conviction he saw the trust he has in god and that's why he was rewarded because other people just saw what they were seeing You see Caleb had a different lens. Yes, that's it. You're right, my friends. That is the part I would like to emphasize on. See, that's one of the lenses we we cover today. Right. Joshua and Caleb both of them actually had this had that lens of faith which the other 10 people didn't have. The other 10 they had fear. they had what i call a grasshopper complex they were fragile they changed in situations but joshua and caleb stood there and they saw through through the lens of faith so my friends this is the um, end of today's podcast once again I would like to quote Terence Fletcher. I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that's an absolute necessity. Thanks for joining in guys. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead even even in these tough times as as the outbreak is still spreading. I believe it's time for us to look a different lens this time a lens of faith amen have a week, have a great week ahead cheers bye